0: Welcome to the SCV Birth Center podcast. I am Renee the Midwife here to help you through the roller coaster of pregnancy postpartum and beyond. I hope you enjoy this next episode. If you have any questions or topic ideas, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook at m.me SCV Birth Center Let's dive in <laughs> you're cool. up you're live you okay we're live good morning everyone um, happy Monday I have um, my friend here Brittany who good morning um, is gonna share her birth story um, I do just need to say I was a little bit horrified last week when I looked at my Facebook live and I saw how dirty my hair was and I was slightly embarrassed and normally I don't really care it totally really doesn't bother me so this morning I we had a birth of course And I ran home and I took a shower and I was coming to work and I was like, I'm going to put a little bit of makeup on this morning to redeem myself. Hilarious. um, I I think that might have been one of my all-time lows last week of um, my physical appearance. But um, so I put a little bit of mascara on this morning. Uh, You look
1: gorgeous, doll. You look gorgeous.
0: (laughs) I did totally think that this morning. I woke up and I was like this. Maybe
1: I should make a
0: little bit of an effort and not be so scary looking.
1: You always do that though. When you like, oh, when you gosh. get on camera without makeup, you always come back after like, why did you love oh, me do, gosh, this? Like do this?
0: And I think like, you should cares. probably make a little bit of an effort. Literally, I mean, you know, I know everyone
1: I, loves you so much. It doesn't cares? matter.
0: Good, good. It really doesn't matter. So we're going to share a birth story today. So, um, we interviewed when you were pregnant with your baby yep. and you did not have your baby with us. Mm-hmm. And she came in after the baby was born, which was mm-hmm. the sweetest thing to tell yeah. me how excited you were about <laughs> your birth and, and to share a really great birth story. And you had the baby in the hospital and it yeah. was awesome. And so we're so excited to hear, you know, we talk about birth stories and we often talk about, you know, obviously we talk about out of hospital birth all the time. Um And we don't have a lot of people that come on and share their positive birth stories, unless there are Mm -hmm. moms that have had, you know, started with us and then transported to the hospital and then they'll come on and talk about their transport Mm -hmm. and how the transport went. But in this case, we started, we started with a hospital delivery by choice. Um, So let's just start by choice. choice. So we met (laughs) and
2: Mm -hmm. the decision, I actually talked to you over the phone first. Mm -hmm. So I remember it's funny. I don't know if I told you, but I was on yo, I think I was looking for Santa Clarita, uh, fish market or something, and oh. SCV birth center came up literally. And this is not right true, that's line. a good thing. That's right, know, <laughs> fish market birth center. <laughs> I know, but you know what? I'm it, I yeah. found you, yeah. And I go, that's interesting. I didn't even know there was a birth center here in Santa Cruz, so that's mm-hmm. what made me reach out. And when I talked to you on the phone, that's and you were what already pregnant, in. but you were looking for a yes. fish center, like no. fish market out pregnancy <laughs> craving, yeah. Oh, but, that's hilarious. Yeah. But I was at the time, I was. Trying to figure out what I, 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 in my mind, I didn't want to stay at the hospital and well, I definitely didn't want to stay with my OB. So I was already looking into if I need to find someone else because I didn't really like the first experience and mm-hmm. it kind of left a, a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. She's a great person, but it just,
0: something was missing, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But the first thing, more importantly, was that she had a fish craving <laughs> and she accidentally <laughs> fell the birth So yeah. starting there. And I called,
2: I literally I called right then. I literally <laughs> called right then. Um, so mm-hmm. I called you when I got off the phone with you and one, uh, very, I would say an important or significant point of that is, um, you wanted to see those already within me and that is watching, uh, the video, the business of being born. So some of you guys may have seen it. If you haven't, definitely watch it. It's amazing. And you could get and it, it on, on Netflix or Amazon YouTube. prime YouTube. Yep. YouTube. Okay. The business YouTube. of being born.
0: Mm-hmm. Very, very popular.
2: Yeah. So I watched that maybe seven, eight years ago back when I was in for oh, yeah, right. class and. I, when I watched it, I'm never going to have, I don't want to have any epidural. I, you know, I want to go natural, all these different things, these different feelings and stuff. So when I watched it again, I realized that I watched it and it just brought up all these feelings. And so I really just kicked into gear. I'm like, yeah. okay, just wanting to learn you just so re- much. You were reminded. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And when I got off the phone with you, I literally, I did cry because <laughs> I felt you made me feel so good. And it was a different experience on the phone versus mm-hmm. being in person eye contact with the OB and so Mm -hmm. that's when I knew okay it's the connection it's that emotional part of it like birth is very emotional you know Mm -hmm. it's a sacred thing and I felt like it was being treated like a it was just very like a microwave you know appointment and I
0: didn't really like that it is a Um, sacred thing mm -hmm. and it is the medical model is unfortunately it has to sort of be that way where you're just a number and you just got to kind of get moved through the system
2: yeah And I just, I didn't want that. So you gave me some different, some resources about looking into a doula and that helped me too. It was just solution seeking, trying to figure out how can I have the birth experience that I want within a hospital setting. So that is something Mm -hmm. that I did learn from is that you can have a great experience at a hospital. Um, And so, and I, I went and did that. Right. which is awesome because we
0: talked about you know we're not all about oh you have to have the baby here and mm-hmm. we're not trying to sell you on and out of hospital birth mm-hmm. we want to give you the tools to help you make the choice yeah that's you know right for your family being good stewards of your finances yeah and really you know mm-hmm. the whole picture yeah. good Yeah, and that's definitely a
2: next time i do want to have it at the birth center um, my health insurance didn't cover it and i i called them i talked to a lot of different people i even had Our um, HR department reached out to the rep and they sent an email back saying that they wouldn't cover it. What was that? Can you Um, share that? You mean Kaiser? Oh, the email? Oh, yeah. It was Kaiser. Yeah, it was uh, through Kaiser. And so they wouldn't cover it. And um, they did say they're going to be getting water tubs soon. Mm -hmm. But they said, pretty much don't hold your breath. But they're planning to do that. Good. Uh, But I switched to a midwife. And again, I did a lot of research on my own. Uh, I read uh, in a. Iname. Gaskin. Gaskin. I said her name wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, a Guide to Childbirth. Great book. Spiritual Midwifery. That was actually the last Super one that I read book. Super hippied out book. Yeah, very hippie out. With that one, I say just have like a shopping cart mentality. So take what you can from the yeah. book. Oh, good. Everything else, leave on the shelf because it may not be for you. It does have a lot of um, scripture in it, but even if you don't have a faith, then you can still take a lot from Spiritual it. Spiritual Midwifery does? Mm hmm yeah has scripture in it uh or i'm so sorry not spiritual me free it's a
0: supernatural childbirth. Oh, okay yeah yeah supernatural that one has scripture
2: in it supernatural childbirth
0: yes um so my mind which is out of print i believe we have a copy here oh mm-hmm. i didn't really know that i got it. i watched
2: or listened to it on
0: audiobooks awesome and it's a short
2: easy read but i just took from it what i could take with what worked mm-hmm. for me and um scriptures and things that definitely did help um, and i pulled from a lot of things so hypnobirthing i looked into that i pulled from that i listened to affirmations uh, pretty much daily uh, there were some times when i would miss but yeah. i mean morning and night i would try to do that wow. um i watched i did use youtube a lot and so mm-hmm. i watched a lot of people share their stories on youtube i did try to focus in on what i wanted uh, which is uh, people giving or women giving birth uh, without medication um, and I did watch them that were at home, yeah. some that were in birth centers as well. I watched videos on women crowning because I needed yeah. to. For me, I needed to know what my body was going to do. I needed to know what I was going to, what to expect, so that way I wasn't freaking out because I it was just fear of the unknown. And um, so I say it as I had to do a lot of unlearning and yes, relearning. That's there was right. so much fear, right?
0: Because that's our <laughs> that culture, I had right? In. And it creates this fear tension pain syndrome. So you uh-huh. really deconstructed the stories that you heard. Yep looked at videos. You Mm -hmm. really did a lot of work on it. Awesome. Really important in our culture because we're told that birth is dangerous. It's so scary. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's the worst pain. You know, all these stories and our media shows birth being really dramatic and Mm -hmm. right. And that's what we think it is. So you unlearned that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I still, and I had throughout, I think it's important to say throughout my journey because it started literally at the beginning of first trimester all the way through. So for, 39 weeks and four or five days, every day I was inputting something positive. Every single day, even if it was something small, whether it was me listening to something, reading something, or just doing my daily um, affirmations, and it it definitely helped. More than what I even expected. Because going in- It really seeps in there. Going in, I was very calm, uh, chill, and I was able to move through it. And I was, I mean, we talked about it very briefly, but I don't, I wouldn't consider it pain I didn't feel any pain There was discomfort it was very intense but it wasn't pain. it for any of you mama or mamas out there who breastfeed that's pain doesn't like, that's pain or you know if you are hammering something you smash your finger that's pain but it wasn't that's that pain. way and that's what makes me right. really it, it it's natural it's something that our body does and then right. contractions as well just how after the contraction It's gone that feeling of fear
1: was
0: gone, so then you didn't have the tension in your body, and then you Mm -hmm. spiral, right? Yeah, awesome!
2: Yeah, a lot of deep breathing as well Mm -hmm. is what I did as far as how I moved through each contraction that Mm -hmm. came. It was a lot of breathing. Um, my partner did a lot of counter pressure, and that was super, super, super helpful.
0: Did you um get a doula?
2: No, I did not get a doula. I did interview doulas. Uh, but we did not end up moving forward with the doula, and I did want to, but we still did, mm-hmm. we did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I mean, I plan to come to a birth center, so I probably won't hire a doula. The next time? Yeah, the mm-hmm.
0: next time I probably won't.
2: Mm-hmm. But I do encourage, I, t- it's, I highly recommend it. Doulas are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had, even just interviewing them, already I already knew that it would be a good move to make. But just for us, we just decided to not move forward with it for a couple of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely recommend
0: yeah. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. So you went forward, you had a nurse midwife mm-hmm. and you, cause you're delivering at Kaiser mm-hmm. and our Kaisers have nurse midwives. A mm-hmm. little bit different than how we do out of hospital birth. Right. Yeah.
2: And the the midwife, so the midwife that I had, you do know her, you recommended her actually. I mm-hmm. think you, yeah, you did mention her. And so I went yeah. <laughs> and searched and found her and, uh, she yeah so it was a good experience. Was she on she call when me?
0: you were no or that you did therapy. your prenatals with mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
2: now and that's something else that's really important for any women who are having babies at the hospital especially with Kaiser I'm not sure how it works with other hospitals or other health insurances but for uh, Kaiser there's a team uh, there's a network of midwives and a network of OBs so you never know who's gonna be on call at mm-hmm. that time and so for me I wanted to make sure I had that continuity of care mm-hmm. so what I did is I scheduled all my appointments with the same midwife and. A lot of women don't think to do that. I didn't even know if I could do it, but I did ask. You can so, do it. Mm-hmm. You have to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't, they'll, otherwise they'll schedule you with someone with random. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really, self-advocacy was huge in this and process. And it's hard to do, mm-hmm. don't you think? It is because, you know, they kind of feel, they make you feel as though you're being difficult mm-hmm. when it's really just you want a certain, you're trying to g- g- like protect yes. and guide the type you of care of you can orchestrate what
0: you need and it's yeah.
2: really hard to self-advocate. <laughs> Yeah, within the system, it totally mm-hmm. is. But um, I was able to manage and do it, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it worked out good. So I'm That's glad great. that I got that consistency with mm-hmm. her, and she knew she knew everything that I wanted going in so she could help, you know, prepare me for different things. Uh, whereas when I had an OB, I was asking, is there a list? I said, is there a worksheet or a document that goes over the whole process? Right. When, like how often i have... Where's the manual? Yeah. 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 Seriously, you know, how often do I have doctor's appointments? Uh, what right. will be going over during the doctor's appointments? What will happen? You know, like the anatomy scan, they different sent? tests. And she goes, no, um, we'll let you know when we come to that. Right, we'll <laughs> let you know. We'll let you know
0: what you need to know so on an as-need-to-know basis. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they tell you to ask a lot of questions, but when you do start asking certain questions, they don't really right. And you often know don't know what questions to ask, right? Because you've not done it before. And then when you do ask, they're like, oh, don't worry about that. Oh, we'll handle that later. Oh, don't, don't you worry about that. My mm-hmm. first appointment, I was so overwhelmed. There were like
2: three questions I left, and I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't ask this, I didn't ask that. Now, what do I do? Can I call? No,
0: no, no you call the 1 So, you want to write down your questions before you go in. And I was just listening to a podcast on how it's important for women to advocate for themselves in the yeah. medical system and ask, um, don't ask, but tell the care provider, I'm going to be recording this today mm-hmm. because it's going to help me mm-hmm. listen to it after. Yeah. Right. And some care providers get really nervous and they don't like you to record your prenatal. Mm-hmm. But when you record it, Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's not because you're trying to catch anybody saying something wrong. It's right. because you want to be able to listen
1: mm-hmm.
0: and pick up the stuff that you miss. Absolutely. And then it also, a byproduct of that is it encourages the care provider to really be mindful of what they're saying and really give yeah. you evidence-based information versus anecdotal stuff. Yeah. Great. Very true. So then what happens? So we got, we, what's mm-hmm. happening here with mm-hmm. these, We look like so, me with two phones. <laughs> 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 I know. This is my old
2: phone, which is, okay. You know mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, so you're going to tell us about the, the the labor? Yeah.
2: Okay. Um. So I had, so my son is, his name is Rod- Roder- Roderick III, and the third, Ro. yeah. uh... <laughs> and uh, we call him Ro. Yeah. And we call him Ro. He's six weeks. He was born August 19th. Uh, he was seven pounds, three ounces. Perfect. And uh, yeah, my little love, my little joy. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, so it's kind of difficult to say when I went into labor, but on the night before... I told you that I started to have some leakage, and I actually mm-hmm. did take notes of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was me dispelling my mucus plug. cervical fluid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it can look a
0: lot like amniotic fluid, but it yeah. still has a texture, mm-hmm. and yeah, so. um, it's water breaking is like pretty significant. So you started mm-hmm. losing some of that mucus plug, mm-hmm. and then um, then that, so I just went to sleep.
2: We stayed up super late that day, which is also something that's abnormal because. End of pregnancy, I would always go to bed early, like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. The next morning, I woke up, and then I I felt crampy around 8 a.m., and then it was 10 a.m. when I started to feel a little bit more intense cramps, but I still wasn't sure. I'm like, I don't know if this, like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's going on. I don't know if these are contractions or not. I feel like it should be more intense than this, if it is a contraction. So, we just kept going with the day, but I knew that it was starting to become, it was getting closer to that time that he was going to be coming within the next couple of days. And so... We just started running errands. We did laundry. we went to Target. Uh, all we the got things breakfast. you
0: think you, that, that should have been done that you didn't exactly. do. Exactly. Like, oh, it's actually happening.
2: Yeah, he's putting the my my partner's putting the bassinet together and everything. It just, you know, so we're doing all that stuff. But I'm mm-hmm. glad that I, that we did have those tasks to do because I was able to focus on that. So as it began to get more intense, then I would just I was focusing on whatever I, the task that I was doing, and then I would maybe just need to walk away and then just sway and just move through it but at that point it still wasn't overly intense but it did start mm-hmm. to stop me in my tracks like mm-hmm. okay i needed to stop and just you okay. know For a yeah minute. yeah mm-hmm. so i got to that point um i called the hospital and they go well you sound like you're doing good they asked me a few questions you know how far they're coming apart how far apart are the contractions mm-hmm. about discharge all of that stuff and um they said i think you're doing good just keep doing what you're doing and then just call back if anything gets more intense so i continued to do that and then it was around three when it got really intense that's when I was at Walmart p.m. uh-huh 3 p.m. Yeah. starts to get stronger 30. yeah mm-hmm. it starts to get way more intense and um I'm like all right babe we <laughs> it's time can't for us in, to go can't be in target anymore yeah and it was and everywhere was so busy that day yeah I mean it lines you're so
0: like busy. I gotta get out of here this yeah. is not working
2: so we went home I was able to take a shower he packed the bags and I remember being in the shower I'm like babe get it. whatever we need get it Put it in the car because we we've got to go to the hospital. How close were they at that point? They were around five to six minutes apart, and so still early. Yeah, and I still content like the whole time I marked when I would start feeling something. Mm -hmm. I didn't really mark. I think you see like around four or five o'clock. It starts to space out. Yeah, yeah, four or five p.m. Because I literally I have in my notes ten a.m. 10:08, 08 like I yeah. had the time yeah. and all of that but then it oh started but then you started because sp- you because stopped. I wasn't
0: yeah okay okay not <laughs> so, that they were spacing out but you stopped hitting yeah. the start thing
2: you know my contractions were con- the whole time they were consistent it never it kept going from 10 a.m until I had them at 159 a.m they kept pretty cutting. fast pretty fast okay. so I went to got in the car it was around 6 30 or something like that Um, another important thing that I do want to mention is I didn't text I didn't Social media blast. Call a bunch of people. Right. I called my Smart. mom. She. Give it on the speaker. Now. Yeah. And, um, and that. And I, and I was just. I kind of just went with, again, intuitively what I felt was right. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was I don't want a bunch of people calling and I, I need to be able to focus. It just mm-hmm. felt right. So I called her, let her know that we were on our way to the hospital. She prayed for us. Mm-hmm. And then we got there. And then it was at 736. They checked me. I was six centimeters. So they awesome. checked me in.
0: Yeah, I was so happy good. About that. Such a great time to be admitted. <laughs> yeah. Great. I was really happy about that. Also, if you're gonna, if you're going to get an epidural, that's like generally six centimeters or more is a good time to get an epidural. Mm-hmm. If you were gonna get one, but yeah. she didn't get one. That's definitely a,
2: yeah a good point. Um, and then some other things that I did too. They, I mean, they asked you questions around pain. You know, how to, on a scale of one to ten, what's your pain tolerance? And for me, I didn't want to focus again. I didn't want to focus on pain or anything that was opposite of what I wanted. Because I know what you focus on becomes bigger. So, for me, I had to change the language. That was just what I preferred. And So, I told her, I said, well, no, I don't subscribe to pain. I don't. That's not. I don't and she, subscribe to pain. <laughs> I love it. And so she, good. And she, she loved it, too. She was a really good sport. She goes, wait, what? Yeah. And so, Rod is like, well, what she means is she'd rather you say this or say, you know, say surges or. Because our
0: words <laughs> make a difference. They do. Our words are highly really... important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's all about. Your Wa- perception of Yeah, and so there are waves or there are surges yeah. and it doesn't have to be pain. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. intensity. I mean it's intense. Uh-huh. Very the intense. Um, <laughs> so
2: they checked us in and I think they told them, like, you know, we got one of those ones who wants to come in, doesn't want medication, who's gonna take her? <laughs> and the nurse comes over, she's like, Oh, I got her, I got her. And she was the nurse was awesome. Um, she did not help, she didn't provide any physical support, but it was a, it was just right. more emotional and just coaching. Uh, with breathing and that was very helpful and then rod helped with all the counter, counter pressure. pressure and stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah we set up the room so i brought in a, a diffuser we had the lights turned off um, and they let you plug your diffuser in yeah mm-hmm. so another thing we did too is we went to the labor and delivery tour that they have so that way we knew what the room oh, looked good. like so we could prepare it's mm-hmm. so important to prepare and i've heard even i mean i have friends of Family, we all know people who, they just, they, you kind of go into pregnancy and you don't really, you don't go to the classes. And, right. We spend yeah. more time,
0: like, um, researching what kind of phone we're going to buy. Yeah. Than mm-hmm. we do on how we're going to have our baby. Because we think, well, everybody has a baby. I'm just going to go to the hospital and have a baby. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, 35% yeah. C-section, right? Yeah. And Induction I mean, and all that stuff. But, so you did your homework. Yeah, I did, oh. It's a big deal. Day. It's a major life mm-hmm. event. Like yeah i try my best to cross i mean you're born like probably the biggest life event you're ever gonna have in your life Mm -hmm.
2: yeah and the best (laughs) the best um so yeah we set the room up and i I had my medicine ball we brought other tools Mm -hmm. too i didn't know what i would need or what i would want Um, i made sure i let them know that i wanted to be able to move around i wanted to potentially get in the shower so they didn't put that band on me they put like a mobile it's Sticky telemetry. Way. Yeah. Okay. Not all
0: hospitals have that, but it's mm-hmm. a telemetry monitoring. Mm-hmm. Some have it. Some nurses like to use it. Some don't like to use it. There are pros and cons, but it's awesome. And Kaiser Panorama is where you were, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. have that. So that's good to know.
2: Yeah. And these are all questions that I asked prior to going in. Yeah. Again, so I already knew what to expect, what they w- I, I had a good idea of what they were going to ask or what they were going
1: to mm-hmm.
2: require, all of that. Um, So we set the room up really nice. I used lavender as Mm -hmm. well, which was
1: amazing.
0: Um, Lavender's great. Vetiver is great. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just reading about black pepper and cypress. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And
2: I I didn't know how I would feel about it. And so I used it prior to where I would just relax while I was at home, listen to my affirmations, and I would have the diffuser going. So I was really preparing myself for labor, even though I had no idea what the contractions would feel (laughs) feel like. Uh, But... And it, I believe that it helped, and it was really nice atmosphere. Um, again, So I'm going to just, just go back. 7.30
0: okay. is when you got there, and yep. you were 6 centimeters. Yeah, it was 7.30, 6.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I was looking for the note that I just read to you earlier. I don't know where it went on my was phone. Was it on that phone?
0: It was no, 7.36, it was on and we talked about how she got a HepLock, lock, not an IV, GBS negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, hep lock is the port for the IV in case you need it. It's a happy medium between no IV, and the hospitals really like to have access to the main, which is reasonable. Yeah. In case of emergency, and oh, you you were six centimeters minus two station. Yeah. And then at like ten thirty, it was. I think it was eleven
2: thirty. I was nine and a half. And and at zero zero station, Mm -hmm. right? So the Mm baby's coming down, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect. And then at one thirty is when I began
0: to push, and at one fifty nine is when I had him. Which is Mm -hmm. so fast. (laughs) average pushing for a first-time mom unmedicated is about three four hours Mm -hmm. you pushed the baby out in Mm -hmm. 20 minutes yeah it was so fast yeah i remember
2: at the end i never got to a point where i wanted to stray from the the birth plan that i had or wanting medication and there was fear i did have a little bit of fear around that well i wouldn't use the word fear i guess i just was nervous like oh my goodness i don't know what this is going to feel like and am i gonna the medicine is right there so am I right. going to want to ask for it uh, even when the anesthesiologist came in he actually can he did my head block and oh. he's like do you want to hear anything about uh, epidural no, no. none Not, me personally I didn't want to hear anything about it and um, I just focused on the contraction in front of me I focused on the one that I was in yeah. and there was a few times where um, the nurse had to remind me to make sure that I'm resting in between. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing this recover, before. Recover, recover, yes, recover. I would hear this there in videos. So I'm like, how are people, they're saying they're sleeping. How do you sleep for a few minutes? Yeah, how two minutes. You, mm-hmm. you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can totally. You can <laughs> you totally get, do it. You get so tired. You know, it's, it's a marathon.
0: It's mm-hmm. not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, and it's uh, a marathon. And mm-hmm. what you said is you just focused on the contraction at hand. You didn't yeah. anticipate. And you weren't stuck in what was behind mm-hmm. you. You were just in the moment. Yes. Super mindful, super just inward and just mm-hmm. present
2: to that. And then afterwards, I would just like literally just let my body drop, I'm like yep. on the ball, just like, you know. And breathing was super important. Uh, it definitely felt like I physically ran a marathon because of my breathing. Just And it wasn't anything fancy. I need just to- inhale you are exhale. going to keep talking okay <laughs> you're
0: doing really good but somebody needs me up here if you have questions let me know you
1: can talk to me
2: yeah so it was just more so like inhale exhale deep breathing and that is really what helped that and the counter pressures will help um, the most
1: cindy says i'm just loving how educated and intentional she is for a first-time mom so thank you, you so
2: much i appreciate it and i do give the credit one thing i will say to i have a faith i give the credit to god because even with all the research that i did you know you you can have a plan and things can always change you never know so i really and i i like to control things so i really had to <laughs> give it over be yeah i had to give it over to god so i just prayed and i said you know what god i've done everything that i can do to prepare and you know i believe that this is what you have for me this is the type of break that you want me to have because it's in my mind and i feel that i can do it i really believe and feel within that i can do it and so prayed and let it go and everything flows. So everything that I input, everything that I learned, it just starts to flow and come out. Everything, that whatever I needed at that moment, it came out. Um, and let's see, I had water. So <laughs> this is the water bottle that I use. Nice. Um, partners really can help. Boyfriends, husbands, whatever can really help with giving you these things if you don't have a doula, but that's what he did. He would bring me water. Um, the little fruit snacks, you know the little push-up, push Squeezy fruit snacks, yeah, that you give, or I think they're veggies or fruits that are sure, mixed up. Sure, sure, I use that. That's what I use to eat to keep my energy,
1: like they're like the applesauce
2: packets, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but like different, different flavors. Foods, yeah, mm-hmm. so I use that because I don't want to eat anything super heavy, sure, and that helped me keep my energy too. So, just that and water. Um, let's see, do you have any questions?
1: <laughs> um, so I don't I personally have any questions, them. but if you could give any, maybe some key pieces of advice for mm-hmm. moms considering no matter how you birth, like what are yeah. some <laughs> key things that you learned mm-hmm. along the way that are um, nice to pass on, I guess, to other moms?
2: Yeah, well, the education classes, even the ones offered by the hospital, I went to those and I wasn't planning to go to them because even the my midwife told me she goes, I mean, You can go to them if you want, I mean I would encourage you to, but you definitely want to make sure you're going to something else outside of that. Don't just only go to the hospital class because you're only going to get so much. And it turned out that the ones that I went to, uh, they were actually pretty good. They were better than what I thought they would be, but the main thing it did for me is it helped me prepare for what protocols that hospital has in place. You know, even the little bracelets that they put on baby mom and dad, uh, I didn't even know that. And so. You know, you learn a lot about what is the hospital's culture. You get to know that better. And that's good going in. So that way, again, you're not blindsided or, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. So that was one thing um, I will say. Let me pull up my notes. I do believe that for me, it was uh, my birth experience. I feel like I tapped into, I definitely tapped into a part of myself that I didn't know that was there. So I just feel so much stronger. I feel very empowered. And um, I'm more in love with myself. And proud of myself, and, you know, I want to, the reason why, a big reason why I'm doing this is because I really want to help educate and inform other women of their options, that there are other options and that you can do it, you can absolutely do it, but you do have to prepare for it, just like you don't go, like I mentioned, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You don't go into a marathon without having prepared and practiced for it, maybe having some coaching or people around you to support you through that, Um, but it's totally doable, and so I want to help to educate women um, on that
1: and um, use the other pieces of, of advice. Like what was, yeah. how about you tell us a little bit about the experience after your baby was born?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, so
2: afterwards I felt good. I was, I didn't know how it would feel. The nurse said, oh, she, she kind of prepped me and <laughs> said that, you know, I might have some pain when it comes to urination, things like that. Uh, but I didn't have much of that, um, even with pushing. So if there are any mamas on here who haven't had their babies yet, I was nervous for that point. I thought that it would be very painful, but it it wasn't. It actually felt good to push, to Mm -hmm. relieve the pressure when you have that contraction coming. Um, So I did do the golden hour of Panorama City honors that, which is basically the first hour of life. As long as there's no, you're not high risk, there's no issues with you or the baby, then they allow baby to stay on your chest. And so we did that, which was awesome. And then um, after they went and weighed the baby, did all that stuff, and we, I got cleaned up, all that, and then we went over to, we switched over to postpartum after a few hours, and I was so tired, <laughs> so tired. So what we did was a lot of sleeping, a lot of sleeping. Uh, they have lactation consultants, and so they helped me with getting baby to latch, with breastfeeding, and um, yeah, that's pretty. How much, long were you uh,
1: in the recovery?
2: Uh, 24 hours. So it wasn't and then that. Well, you. it was a little over. It seemed like it was a little over 24 hours. We left. The next day it was just really late we left at night time yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. that's a big difference i think between the birth center too and the hospital is the amount of time you stay after
2: yeah i think usually it's one or two days if you have a vaginal birth mm-hmm. you know no, you're not high risk uh, but i felt good that's what i will say i felt good after it was just i could really feel um, in my chest the breathing that i'd done i could feel it with in you my did chest. that
1: marathon <laughs> yeah
2: I'm like, i definitely did it in my mind i totally did it Um, so I felt that, but I overall felt really good. And then when it was time to go home, I still, honestly, the first couple of days I felt good. The second day I was out, I had to run up to, run up to target. I didn't have to, but I wanted to go. Um, and I still felt good, but you still need to take it easy because after a couple of hours, I started to feel a little bit of soreness, uh, in my back. And I honestly think that was from the counter pressure because I kept telling (laughs) my boyfriend I kept saying, more pressure, more pressure. And uh, day five, I felt achy in my back. And so what I did is, prior to giving birth, I did uh, prenatal massages. Mm -hmm. So I went back for a postpartum massage, day five. And I highly encourage all of you to do that. If you're pregnant right now, definitely body work is super, super important. So getting those pregnancy massages help a lot. And another two other things I did too, uh, me personally, I, I did it because I felt like it would help, and I, I totally believe it did, um, is acupuncture and also the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys use uh, Dr. Herda. Herda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went, to, I went to her as well. And uh, so that helped a lot. I mean, have any issues with baby's position. He was in the, the ideal position that you want baby to be in for delivery. And I had very little back pain. I started to get back pain towards the end. The very end is when I started to feel it. And it was maybe the last month. And, um, I did drink red raspberry leaf tea that said to help with toning the uterus. And, um, so I tried to do a lot of holistic things. I did my own research on them. I know there's mixed research about it, but I saw that for some people it worked. And so I just believed for that, I believe that it would work for me. And I believe that all of that had a a hand in, you know, the experience that I had, but, um, ultimately it does come down to your mindset Mm -hmm. and, um, Did I answer your question? (laughs) You did, you did. Okay. So
1: now knowing everything that you've known, you've gone through your first child, if you were to get pregnant again, how would you, would you do anything different? Would you have the, Mm -hmm. you know, go to the same route and all that? Or Um, how would you do things a little differently if you thought to do that?
2: How would things differently would definitely be to come here, Santa Clarita Birth Center. I do want to do birth center, uh, potentially a water birth. I'm open to that, but definitely Still going the route with no medication. Um, it was just the best experience you could have. Uh, I I mean, I just, I can't, I just, I love my experience. But I still want to come to a birth center as opposed to a hospital. But I think everything else the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and, hmm, yeah. I think that would be the biggest thing is just changing the environment. Sure. And then maybe for, maybe even doing a home birth. essentially it depends on you know our living situation because right now we're in in an apartment and i'd rather have our home do it there where it's more space Mm -hmm. so
1: then you don't have to go anywhere
2: yeah i know it would be ideal to just be right there so either a birth center or at home is are the two things that i would change Mm
1: -hmm. cool yeah anything Mm -hmm. else you want to leave us with uh I'll just repeat again what I said before about
2: how I want to help inform and educate people. So for me, it's on my heart to help change the narrative around birth. You know, we hear a lot of really crazy, bad stories, and I think we need more positive stories. And that's why I wanted to share mine, because I had such a great experience. And I know that more women can have those experiences, but we've got to educate ourselves. We can't rely on uh, our care providers unfortunately we can't we can't rely on them to give us all the information you know they are there to help but we also have to meet them halfway whether it's at a hospital birth center or you're giving birth at home Um, and so yeah let's change the narrative yes (laughs) I love it
1: awesome well thank you everyone for joining us today and Brittany thank you so much for joining us as well bye guys
0: Thank you for listening to our episode today. If you want to learn more about the SCV Birth Center and our other resources, be sure to check out our website at scvbirthcenter.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Your kind words and sharing means the world to us.